Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Mike Gelfand, and Andy Rampernard. You horn tootin' is all I got to say, ladies and gentlemen. So what's the latest? L.A. Nick just walked in. You were, just got back from Italy. I did. And? Uh, I didn't want to <laughs> come home. I didn't want to come home, tell you the truth. I actually extended my trip just because, I don't know, it's just a better lifestyle. So you, you go to central Italy, is that I correct? Do. Yeah, I thought the so. The eastern yeah. seaboard. Eastern Seaboard. A town called Pesaro. It's on Pes- the, Pesaro, right on yeah. the Adriatic Sea. They just have a better quality of life there. They don't give a rat's ass. That's why. No, and they have better food. Yep. And it's slower <laughs> pace and don't have all the traffic. And I loved Italy. Absolutely loved Italy. I've never been it. to southern Italy. You ever been to southern? I just spent, a, I spent two weeks in Sicily, just this trip. So good, too. I've never done that. You know what? I don't. I, did, I have to say, everyone's phrase is Sicily. Um, I've been a lot of places. Have you ever been to Argentina, like especially San Rafael? Sicily's, if you kidnap somebody from San Rafael, blindfolded them and put them 50 miles in from any coastline of Sicily, they would think they were in Argentina. Oh, really? Yeah, because nothing's actually finished. It's all like every building's <laughs> kind of half built. <laughs> and there's trash, a lot of trash. I love it. And a lot of agricultural. And, but nothing's really polished and, fa- and finished. Even the nice buildings that are nice, you know, supposed to be high end, yes. they're not finished. Really? <laughs> really. Been, I'm like, did you guys just build this place? Oh, no, we've been open for 20 years. And why, So why do they do that? <laughs> I think it's the same with Mexico. It's something to do with taxes. Oh, if you still have okay. rebarb sticking out of the <laughs> walls. Oh, then you don't have to pay high taxes? Yeah, you're not complete it yet. That's amazing. It, I bet it, you you're right about that. It, I bet it, they do it on purpose. It, it feels more third world in in Sicily. Not everywhere. Not everywhere, yeah. In, in the rural areas, it's more third world. Where Italy's first world, pretty much, most places. Well, islands are just difficult to get things to. Yeah, that's Building true. Building materials and that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Everything surpri- costs I was, a lot more. I was shocked because I, I was on a motorcycle. I rode my motorcycle from Page Road down to Naples and then got on the ferry. The mm-hmm. ferry left at 8 p.m. It didn't land in Palermo till 7 a.m. And luckily, I got a sleeper cabin. It took 11 hours? Yeah. How far is it? Pretty far. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I thought it wasn't that far. Oh, it's far. Hmm. Yeah. That's an all-night ride. All-night ferry ride. I got to get back to, to Italy. I haven't been there in years now. Love that place. It's changing. So For the better? No. Of course not. Damn it. Nothing's changing for the better. Why? I know. Well, you got migration worldwide, man. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's and a big part of it. Migration brings drugs and crime and everything yep. else. So, Unfortunately, it's true, and it's all about getting their move to my country and then vote for me. Mm-hmm. That just disgusts me. It really does. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a 13-hour drive. Oh, it's far. So, <laughs> Wow, I guess it's Italy's a, bigger than I thought it was. It's a long boat ride. Well, real Italians, well, real Sicilians don't call Sicily Italy. No, Sic- Sicilians <laughs> oh, no, consider no, themselves no, no, their no. own thing. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody call Sicily Italy? Yeah, it's part of Italy. Well, it uh, technically is part of Italy. It, I but suppose, it does yeah. have its own laws, though, because Italy is the strictest place in the world for motorcycle helmets, and Sicily, you don't have to wear a helmet at all. So it does have its own huh. laws. Well, those Sicilians, uh, they have their own law here, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. They have their own rule worldwide. Yeah. They do indeed, God. Don't make me go get the Sicilian. And, and <laughs> way less people speak English there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Way they, and they, less. And they speak way, in a way, form way of less. Italian that it, 
northern Italians can barely understand. No Italian can. None? <laughs> well, <laughs> but the thing is, from community to community, Italy has a different form oh, of the language. Oh, t- town to town. Town yeah. to town. Like from Minneapolis to Rogers, you, oh, would, yeah. you would have a different dialect. Yep. Yeah. Switzerland is the same way. Yeah. You can travel mm-hmm. 20 miles, and it's a completely different language. <laughs> I, th- I think from Minneapolis to Rogers, there is a different dialect. Yeah, <laughs> <Indeed. That's> true. <laughs> could we, be. We reached that point. <laughs> yes. Not well, that I mean, it's bad. You, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's you consider, you know, just drive three hours north of Rogers, and you're going to hear people talking in an accent you'd never heard before. That's true. Yeah. Well, you see people chewing their tongues up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chewing I, their tongues. I was, I was driving around Lake Okeechobee one day, and those guys selling boiled peanuts. So mm-hmm. I, I love boiled peanuts. So I pull mm-hmm. over. And it was an old guy, and he had his tongue literally hanging out of his mouth, and he was chewing on it. So weird. And that was like a horse. Horses Why? do that. Why Horses would you want that? that? hurts. But he was doing it. Hmm. It was literally hanging out like out. a couple inches. Hmm. Like ah, God, ish. I have a horse that does that. I know. I know. <laughs> on this show, yeah. I'm biting my tongue all the time. Well, you've been doing chewing. that with me for 37, 38 years. <laughs> but this now. is this was back in the '80s when Round Lake Okeechobee was pretty much, you know, good old boy flux. Oh, yeah. you know, alligator oh, out hunters. there. Yeah, yeah. There, was, yeah. there wasn't much out there. Now there is. Yeah, well, there's Lake a lot Okeechobee's. of yeah, Now yeah. there is. Yeah kind of posh now actually yeah it can be no question about that i still find that whole everglades thing just a fascinating situation because you can still see houses at the bottom of the lake i mean it's just amazing it's like what yeah you look down there's a wait a minute there's a house down there like okay why didn't they bother to tear those down why bother? Yes, why bother? And you got to haul it away. It, doesn't it poison the lake? I don't think so. It can't be good it's for wood. it. It cannot be good for it. Well, those houses back then, I mean, everything was just well, wood yeah. and steel. Call them cracker houses. Because they were crackers living in it? No, they just made it real cheap wood. And, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Is that why they're called crackers? Because they lived in cheap houses? I don't know. No, I don't know where don't that term so. came from. It's one of those things where no one really knows. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of like true. Cracker Barrels kind of thing. <laughs> cracker Barrel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood why you'd want to call your restaurant Cracker Barrel. I well, can say I've never yeah. been to a Cracker Barrel. I don't Come on in, Cracker. Right now, I don't think you'd want to. Yeah, probably. I think not. they're having some problems, but you know, oh, what, what problems well, are they? A going lot under? of restaurant chains are in big trouble. Are they really? And they've cl- they're closing a bunch of those. Well, yeah, their cost has to be tremendous. Rent yeah, and electric, true. and then the food cost. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the one other thing I was going to say. You know, in, in Italy, the food cost isn't, it's it's so low. Even a bag, uh, one day, I you know it's not Italian food, but I was walking along the beach, and there was a little, they have little bars along the beach in Pedro, and there was, there was a potato chip stand selling potato chips. Now, what's a bag of potato chips cost here? Two bucks, maybe three. Right. It was 60 cents. 60 cents. Mm-hmm. 60 there cents you euros. God, you can't afford not to go there. I mean, why is our food so expensive and their food's not? Because we have to ship it from across the world. China takes a cut. U.S. Customs takes a cut. Grocery store takes a cut. Everyone takes, there's like a little bit of a cut. Every, you know, every step of the way, add another 50 cents. I would think there's local potato chips companies. Not a ton. Everything is shipped from over the seas now. America doesn't make anything. All I know is food's very inexpensive in Italy, and it's way better. Well, another thing is Americans can afford it, so they yeah. it's basically, it's not quite gouging, but it is like, you know, we know you can afford this $3, so we're going to charge you $3. I don't think a lot of Americans can anymore. I don't know. Compared it. to Europeans, we have a lot of money. Well, Europeans don't have any money. They also have $7 a gallon gas. God, yeah, I would not want to drive in Europe. Jesus. And you know what's weird? In Italy, you go to a gas station. So everything's separate there. So there's no such thing as a gas station that sells anything but gas, unless you're on the interstate. Oh, they don't have, like, convenience stores in them? No. Oh, they okay. just sell gas. And they're unmanned. Really? Yeah, and they're unmanned. Oh, that's a mistake. They're unmanned. So you, when you go up there, you have to buy 5, 10, or 20 euros worth of gas. Yep. No matter whether you oh, can fit it yeah. or not. Yep. And you get no change. Yep. There's no such thing as change. <laughs> so if you're using cash and you put a 20 in and you only get $10 in your bike, there's no change. Tough up. So, so you, you need to use a card, but they don't take a lot of American cards there. American Express doesn't work. Oh, they don't? American Express doesn't work outside the United States 
pretty much anywhere. It's really? not a good card for traveling. Well, it I even barely that. works in the United yeah. States. So No, American Express is fine in the United States. Is it good now? Yeah, Discovery's I have not good. Discovery's I had an American wrong. Express like 15 years ago, and they didn't take it anywhere. Well, that's because American Express charges 4%. Everyone yeah. else charges like 2.75%. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the... No one takes it in Italy. So do, am I the only one who has this problem? There's a gas station not too far from me, and I've been going there for, I don't know, probably about 40 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, recently it's a chain that was purchased by someone else, I think. Anyway, the, the people, apparently the people who um, are in charge of the infrastructure there are the same people who, uh, who, are, who make the uh, old pinball machines. Because Ooh. half of the pumps are out of order. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, this, is this like something that's going on at gas stations everywhere? Is that an anti-Semitic yes, thing you were talking about? I, well, All pinball machines are made by Jews. I want you to know that. I, well, they may have been. What, Williams? You yeah, call probably, that Jews? Probably not Valley? anymore. Valley? I don't know. Probably not anymore. You're right. Back but, when I was a kid, though, it was true. Well, might have been. Yeah, I can see where that could have been true. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, one thing for sure is that, is that the Jews, uh, they... They basically owned them and rented them out. Oh, they definitely got them into bars yeah. and restaurants and all that. that anything, was all to do with anything to do with cash and coins. Yes. Yeah. On absolutely. the East Coast, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but well, I mean, I have to, like, oh, I'm going to pump. Oh, no, pump. Can't go to pump one. It's, yep. It's out of order. It is How about like that pump everywhere. Two? Yeah. What is that about? Because there's, there's no service techs anymore. Yeah. They either retired out and you yeah, know, people I guess don't know how to do anything. If something breaks, it's, yeah, you got to wait three weeks for someone to come who actually well, knows and, what they're doing. Two of our biggest gas vendors in Minnesota, so you got Holiday and Super America, both of those were just bought out. Holiday right. was bought by Circle K, mm -hmm. and Super America was bought by 7 Eleven. Uh, is that oh, the same as Speedway? Speedway, yes. That yeah, Speedway. Speedway became Super America. Yeah. Super America became Speedway. Yeah, right. Yes. Now, oh, okay. now they got bought by 7-Eleven. Oh, I and didn't all, know that. And all the holidays got I bought. I didn't know 7-Eleven was still there. I didn't oh, know it existed 7 11's a massive company. The Where? Massive. There aren't any stores here. Not in Minnesota, no. But there used to be. Used to be a lot. 7-11's a massive. It's a Japanese company. They're huge. They're, they're global. 7-Eleven so is Japanese? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why didn't it work here? It did work here in the United States until the drug market took over all the 7-Elevens. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, everyone was selling dope at 7-Eleven. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you couldn't go in 7-Eleven without buying some It's little... like, the, this, what was the movie? Was it Slackers? Was that the movie? Yeah. Where yeah. They, they... yeah, they're in 7-Eleven. Yeah. And you, you, oh, come for, talk about full circle. <laughs> you know what ruined 7-Eleven? They put pinball machines in them. There they, you no, go. No, I'm serious. They put there two pinball machines in every 7-Eleven. Well, they never had any here because I love pinball machines. They, I would have yeah. been in there all the they time. They put a pinball arcade games in every 7-Eleven, and that's what destroyed them. Because yeah. everyone hung out and sold dope. Mm -hmm. Who's the great comedian from, I think he's from Boston, he's very like... His entire delivery's like this. Oh, yeah. What the well, that no. Very funny guy. Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. That's yeah. exactly okay. who it was. Yeah. Hey, man. I worked at a convenience store for a long time, and the guy came in, and he started yelling at me. I said, what are you yelling at me for? He said, well, I came last night, and you were closed, and your sign says open 24 hours. I said, yeah, but not in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great joke, isn't yeah. it? Is anything open 24 hours anymore? I don't think not so. Not a lot. It's too dangerous. Yeah. It's too dangerous to be open in the middle even of the night. Uh, even up near me, the Holiday and Rogers, it closes at 10 now. Does it really? You can self-serve, yes, but you can't go in the store. But it's right off the freeway. That's the that's problem. That's the problem. That's uh, the problem right there. Basically, hospitals are about the only thing. Don't bring up hospitals to me today, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. I already told well, you about yes, that. Yes, you told me, yeah. <laughs> even those, like HCMC, you can't even go in the emergency room from the emergency side anymore. Oh, they, no. They no. closed all that off. They did. So you have to, because they had gangs going in there shooting people that they didn't kill. And oh, they only injured. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. Well, a lot of hospitals, are, it's, it's tough to get in them anyway because of the fact that they're always building an annex. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you, there's a lot of dough rolling. You know, oh, yes. I don't understand the whole medical thing right now. I have really good insurance, and if you have something wrong with you, you can't get to see a doctor for a month. Uh -huh. You'll be miles. dead by then. Shortage. <laughs> well, let me run this by uh, Andy in uh, L.A., because Mike already knows this. So remember I, about a month ago I went in because my right eye, I yep. lost yeah, yeah, sight yeah, in my yeah, right yeah. eye. I was there for three hours, had a bunch of tests done. 
got the bill yesterday. Now I'm on Medicare. I'm on. I'm on everything. Medicare thing. Advantage. All of it, right? You're guessing yeah. twenty three hundred bucks. Twelve thousand. No way. I want me to show you the bill because I got still oh, got I, the bill. I don't doubt it at all. Twelve thousand dollars, which I have to pay forty three hundred dollars of out of my own pocket. Is this one of those things though where that it'll just sort of start chipping away? Because you've got all sorts of vendors, and so they get paid separately. Because mm-hmm. that's that's what happens. In, in well, what if I pay it? Do I get my money back? Of course not. No. <laughs> no. Jesus, pal. But then again, of course, if you don't pay it right away, even though a lot of those bills will eventually get paid by Medicare, then they'll just send it right on to a you know to a collection, collection agency. Yeah. If you own any assets, you have to pay whatever you have to mm-hmm. pay. You know what I love. I was talking about this this morning. I had, we have a friend. She's a black woman in America today. She has a thing now, and actually a friend of Catherine's, my wife, a different woman, but she does the same thing. But I, have this, she's, I love this woman. I can't say her name. Not that you'd know who she is, but I don't want to expose her. Sure. Whenever she goes in, like if it would have been her yesterday, and she still would say this even though times have changed, she would get a medical bill for her because she had a couple of kids, all the rest of it. And they would try to charge her, like let's say the bill was seven thousand dollars, and they try to charge her three thousand, right? Mm. She would literally put it all in a big envelope with a note that said, "Send this to Obama, have him pay it." <laughs> <laughs> I love that about well, he's her. He's got enough money. Oh, he's a billionaire now. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's got a lot oh, of money. Oh, he's a billionaire. Is he a billionaire? Yep. It's of, unbelievable. A lot of folks there in Washington have a lot mm-hmm. of money. But Where they did they get it, Mike? Where's it come from? Um, large corporations. Really? Yeah. Donations, that kind of thing? Uh, well, and, of course, ultimately, uh, people. Speaking just, fees. How about the guy in Minnesota here just got popped, stole uh, $12 million from Feed Your Family? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's Minnesota is the worst. Of all time. Of all time for nonprofits, the worst. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what they did to him? He stole $12 million. The family's never got the food. They don't know where the $12 million is. You know what, how he was penalized? He has to pay back $2 million. Yep, it happens all the time in Minnesota. Yep. So he gets $10 million that he stole. Yeah, and he'll and never pay the $2 million. No, he'll, he'll never pay the $2 million. Because he doesn't have it. The, the yeah, biggest right. one was you're the right. child care, daycare, child oh, daycare. Oh, God, Somalians. Yes. That yes. was a big one. That was billions. That was, that was billions. billions. Like two, how many? It was like two and a half billion. That was billions. billions. It was billions. It and, was, yep. And yeah. people said they'd never assimilate. See? All fake It looks like they did just fine. Kids didn't even exist. They didn't even exist. That's exactly right. These, those human beings did not even exist. Well, and, and you know the thing about the thing about that is the thing about about all the all the um, all the uh, money going out to people during the pandemic is, you know, who are the biggest scammers? Mm, politicians. No. Oh yeah. Oh, did you ever come up with that? <laughs> Shocking. Right. Yeah. Is there a politician that tells the truth at all anymore in any party? Is there one left? Well, there's some, but they didn't get elected. If they no. are, if they are, no, there are some, but they're they're on they're really old. No, there are a few, yeah. Yeah, like Grassley's a pretty honest guy, Chuck Grassley. There's there's a couple in there, but they're on their way out. It's well, I, a I different think, generation. Right. I think Diane Feinstein is a yeah. great example. No, she doesn't know, making millions she doesn't of dollars know the truth doing anymore. nothing. Yeah, you know, she's she's honest. She just doesn't know it. Yeah. She mm. What do you mean she's honest? She made like thirty million dollars doing nothing. Well, she was. I, I she's the most, she's I the most important senator in the world. But if you. But why should she get thirty million for that? Well, I don't know how much she got, but, she, but whatever well, it was, a lot of all money, I know is money would go there. It's criminal that they're using her right now because if they interview her, she doesn't even know what's going on. Oh, that's on. right. Yeah, well, she they, doesn't even know. She doesn't yeah. even know that she anything. Well, they don't want. They don't. I mean, as far as other politicians go, as far as the Democrats go, they don't want her in office. Right. But right. they can't force her out. No, they uh, cannot. She shouldn't. That's she didn't even know it. She literally didn't she? know it. Ninety. She's, she's like eighty-nine. She's going to be turning ninety. But she in doesn't. A week. She doesn't have. She doesn't. She didn't know. Like she. She had put out a statement saying that she was going to retire, and then they asked her, "Hey, we seen your st- What are you talking about? I didn't put out no statement. She yeah. doesn't. She didn't know oh, what was going God. on. And oh. then. And then she just had. She had. She had some kind of health. Oh, uh, she had. She had uh, singles. She didn't remember she had shingles with two weeks after she had shingles. And, and most someone people like, would remember they had shingles. Yeah, someone oh, yeah. like that should not, 
you're just using them. Someone's well, got a family got... member to step up. And say, just like Fetterman. Fetterman is being tortured. I'm sorry. I just seen him on oh, he's the got other day. He's brain damaged so bad. He doesn't. He can't even say anything. Mm-hmm. Why did they? Well, he has. He does have speech problems. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you oh, know he, he has can't more think. Than speech problems. But the fact is, look, there are so many politicians out there that just should have retired a long time ago. But the problem is, it's it's a lifetime sinecure. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're a member of the House, everything's gerrymandered in the House. Yes, it is. Once you get elected, it's pretty hard to, it's almost impossible to get them out. The only way you get any of those people out is to redistrict them. That's the only way. They need need term limits. (laughs) A little gerrymandering. A little gerrymandering. They need term limits. Yeah, we do. Uh, you're we absolutely, absolutely right. do. Especially yes. for House of Representatives, yep. they need ter- and the Senate, they need term limits. Well, and I would say especially for the Supreme Court. Yeah, and, that's lifetime, isn't yeah, it? And that's oh, yeah, just, that's right. That, that's just terrible. And once wrong. you're in the Supreme Court, you're basically in until you die or retire. Until you die, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't matter how corrupt you the are. The problem either. is with that the term limit, you couldn't find enough people honest enough to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably right. You got to just that. stick with what you got for now. Mm. Why is it that that Look, I understand existing and all the rest of it, but money is so far over the top in importance now. People will do anything for money. Why don't you just go to work, get a paycheck, and live your life? I don't even know how money's Christ. Even, how money even works anymore. I don't either. <laughs> I don't get it either. What's it, how's it worth anything? Mm-hmm. I know. Like, what's well, it's back, not, actually. What's backing it? Nothing. What, what, they said all that gold from Nixon's era is gone. Yeah, so what, what is our money? I don't know. but It's fiat backed by taxes, basically. Yep. So, the fact that you can pay your taxes with the money gives it value. Because the U.S. Right. government so, says it has value. Someone explained something to me a couple, like two years ago, that our money has worth because of the petrodollar, because it's the petrodollar. Yeah. So, that's petrol can only be bought globally with the U.S. dollar. It's debatable. Well, it's not like the United States of America doesn't doesn't have uh, things of great value. So yeah, that's the thing. Like this show, you mean? Well, exactly. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. Just exactly you know, right. Typical. You know, I mean, you know, there are there are certain uh, things there that's kind of secure the money. So it's it's there are. So the suggestion that oh, if we don't have gold, it's not worth anything. Yeah, that's not really true. Well, that that was to keep the people calm, wasn't it? All the the pictures of all that sure, gold at all Fort those Knox. Pictures, yeah. But they're telling a lot of people say there is no gold at all at Fort Knox anymore. No, well, there's still some I know. Some be- show show gold. Well, I only know because <laughs> because Mitch McConnell and Elaine, you know, every year they celebrate their anniversary there. They do at yeah. Fort Knox. Yeah, yeah, they've got a, a penthouse suite there at Fort <laughs> oh, Knox. Interesting. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I know the Vatican's got a lot of gold. Oh they, yeah, oh, yes, yeah. they do have. And a lot most of, gold. of it is painted onto the walls and made into sculptures. Yeah, they got a lot of gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. They might have the biggest gold reserve next to Saudi Arabia. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Maybe you guys can answer this, and I'm talking about you guys. I already asked Mike this on the previous show, the morning show. Why are people throwing paint on Monet paintings? Who knows? Because they're crazy. But, Andy, what does that have to do with climate change? Uh, How are you objecting to climate change? Throwing paint on a picture. The past several decades. They glue their hands to them, too. Yeah. The past several decades have taught children that attention is the only way to get change. And it doesn't matter how you get attention, even if it's not tangibly related to your issue at all. If you're getting attention, you're doing things right. It's like like the squad. If it's attention they want, they got TikTok. Yeah, you don't exactly. need to no, you don't get painting. in the news cycle oh, on it's, TikTok. Oh, it's like AOC and the squad. The louder you scream and the more outrageous stuff you do, the more mm-hmm. famous you become. Yeah, but why do you have to destroy beauty? That's the part I don't... Monet was a pretty damn good but, painter. But Attention lot, by any means. But all those paintings are behind glass now. <laughs> they are. They better be. No, they are. Sealed glass. Airtight. Yep, they 100% every single one of them. You can't hurt them. Well, there was one that they threw on paint. Jan yesterday got hurt. Uh-huh. It was over in Europe. Maybe it was a fake. Yeah, it was a fake Monet. <laughs> it was spelled M-O-N-E-Y. Reproduction. Monet, it was a re- right? reproduction. <laughs> yeah, it was a, maybe it was a reproduction. Repop. I, I just don't understand your joy in destroying a Monet painting. Why would that make you so happy? Same makes reason. no sense to me. Want to tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Well, that's another thing is they've been taught the destruction of Western culture is something to be celebrated. Well, have you seen this new Chinese movie? No. You haven't? Mulan? No, there's a new Chinese Mulan, movie. So yeah, when they, they pretty hour? much copied identical, like word for word, Top Gun, but made it all Chinese. And their uh, enemy is America. Of an American it fighter is. pilot. What a shock! It's, it's out right now. It's a really big movie in China, but it's it's told Chinese propaganda, you know, anti-American well, propaganda. Right, right. But it's a blockbuster movie. <clears throat> it is called Born to well, Fly. You, you Born gotta, to Fly, yeah. Born you, to Fly. You got to figure that uh, with all the anti-American propaganda coming out of America. It's right. not well, it's yeah, true, really. isn't it? Oh, we're the biggest anti-American propaganda oh, yes. in the world. And I'm talking That's about every true. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, So why wouldn't the Chinese pick it up? Why are we... I still don't understand why... I, 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 that's not true. It's all about money again. These dog shit products they make overseas, and we pay like four times more than anybody else for them. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's these big name, these big brands that... This oh, yeah. garbage is made in China, and they throw a name on it, like my jacket, Lululemon. It's garbage. It's from China. There you they go. They sell them for 300 oh, bucks. Yep. Do yeah, you I buy any Nike China. products anymore? Because I, I don't. I don't. No, I, don't I haven't either. bought a Nike product in no. ages. Good. I wear, to hear. I wear Skechers. Yes. <laughs> <With> no tea. <laughs> I, I take some eye drops, $200 a month. 200 bucks a month for eye drops. Are but, there steroid eye drops? But it would be like $18 a month if I lived in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, but then you'd have to live in Canada. So, so we get like, gout, and, and, and it would, but we'd be that way in, in – I know a guy who gets all his drugs, um, I mean the legal ones. The legal ones. From Israel. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Ship it over? Yep. Italy, every, everything's free. Healthcare's free. I did not know you could do that, though, ship them overseas. Yeah. Drugs, huh? Yeah. I had no idea you could do that. Buying well, drugs from Canada was a thing for a long time. Yeah, People now were Canada's, them all Canada's yep. different. They stopped that. Yep. But like 20 years ago, well, everyone was. Well, now they stopped. The, 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 you know, all the all the older people down on the borders and all they get all their drugs from Mexico. But now that's no, coming I to an trust end. That. No, it's coming to an end now because of of fentanyl and they're putting fentanyl and meth in everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. No matter what exactly. the drug is. I still get my Prilosec from Mexico because uh, it's a dollar a pill here. Except that they're yes, what? Except the Prilosec there gives you indigestion. Yeah, that's a big problem. It's a dollar a pill here. Well, that's not even a drug. And you it's can a buy a whole bottle of supplement it. Supplement two it's bo- a No, drug. it's a drug. It's a PPI. Is it? yeah, oh, is it really? It's oh, a drug. Okay. It's so, not a prescribed drug, but it's a dollar a pill in America. You mean if you buy retail? Yeah. 
it's a dollar pill at Target or Walgreens, and my insurance doesn't cover it because it's an overcounted drug. Yep. So you know, Mike just told you a Jew joke. You didn't even hear it. <laughs> I heard it, Mike. I heard it. I was the only one that heard it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, you 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 growing up, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, you're able to uh, relate to indigestive problems. I got to tell you something, man, and I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that something happened to me last night. And if I tear up, I apologize, but uh, ran into three friends last mm-hmm. night, haven't seen a long time. Uh, they grew up on Plymouth and, and Penn Avenue, yeah. either just a little west of there, whatever the situation was. Mm-hmm. Nice, three nice Jewish boys, and we, we sat and talked about this and the other thing. And one of the men said, oh, Tom, you remember my son Matthew? I said, oh, God, yeah, Matthew's a great guy, just fantastic, all the rest of it. He began to openly weep and said he just died. Mm. Like, oh God, I have these wonderful memories of Desnick's and Plitman's Deli and sure. all the rest of it. Then I find out he this kid was one of the nicest kids ever. What happened to him? And he tough. wouldn't tell me. Mm. But I don't. I so I don't know. I don't think it was anything you know that untoward. I just think some disease just ravaged him. You know, there was a, a telling a telling moment. It was a joke in um, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's a, it is a good show. It's a funny That's show. A very funny And I, I really never saw it much uh, originally, but, of course, on, on my broadcast television now that I have in my back room where yes. I have my exercise bike, now I get to see all the old reruns. Well, now you can watch the Stretch and Z show on YouTube. Well, i, I got to check that out. It's yeah. on YouTube, man. Yeah, there's a couple of them, I think, that, yes. that yep. survived. Yep. I, don't have, I have hardly any of them. It, it, it breaks my heart. Does Z have them? Um, uh, I doubt it. Yeah, highly unlikely. I haven't talked to him in years, but I doubt it. What? Where? Where did he go? I always liked him. Um, he's around. Really? I have. I literally always liked him a lot, but I haven't talked to him in years. Well, he was a great partner. And, and plus, the fact that he goes, "Well, you replaced him." No, I did not. I did not replace him at KQRS. No. I replaced Mark Seeger. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there are a lot of stories there too. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh, let's hear. No, I like stories. Well, I, so, so. They're uh, they're sitting around eating eating Chinese takeout. I love Chinese takeout. And so from the um, mankin though. Well, yeah. So um, and so um, what's the name of the astronaut? You know the guy. Neil Armstrong. No, no the the guy who plays the astronaut on the show. You know he went up into space. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, God, what was what's his name? I can't I, remember. I I haven't seen quite enough of the show to remember. But anyway. So uh, Raj, the the guy from India, really good. He's seeing the he's seeing the, the the little Jewish guy. He's about my size, my build. Yep, he is. He says to him, uh, he he's he uh, he's well, eating. Helberg so is the little name. yeah, exactly. Yep. And he's so he's he's eating uh, mushu pork. Oh. And the uh, the guy the Indian guy says, uh, well, so um, if you if when you eat pork if you eat pork does that mean you're going to hell? Well, I love that question. Yeah. And and he says, the little Jewish guy says, uh, no. He says we don't have hell, we have acid reflux, <laughs> which is the same thing. Oh, which, is. which is true. <laughs> it is true. You could be on that. You you would have been good on that show. I, I think I would have fit. You right should have been someone's dad on the show, and you came in like every couple of weeks. Can this can television ever be funny again? Because it's funny no. you bring that up. No. Because I love that show, and we watched two episodes last night of The Office. Hmm. That show was so incredibly funny. It was well written. Very well written. Well written. My favorite line of Catherine, Catherine has a fit every time because she laughs so damn hard. Michael is sitting there and he looks at the camera and he goes, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> no, you, you can't. <laughs> no, get, that's a great you line. You can't, you can't write that stuff anymore because you would, you would be deemed... You know, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, there's a there's a cultural gap or something there because I, I you know almost everybody I know loved that show. I, I I don't like it at all. The last it does happen. The last show I think that got away with it because after two and a half men, because they had a lot of risque stuff on that show. Yeah, they did. Then two broke girls. Whitney Cummings wrote a lot of that stuff, and it's pretty risque. Yeah, I like Whitney Cummings. Got a little old after a while. Yeah, it it is, but it gets campy after a while. But it was probably the last show that could got away with it. Mm-hmm. Now you can't say anything about women. Or, oh God! Or, or, oh God! No! <laughs> or any of those jokes. Not a chance. No. 
Who can you demean now? No one. That's the big question. Oh, white men. Yeah, you can. Southerners, you can demean them. Christians, you can demean them. White men, definitely. Fat men, but not fat women. No, that's a different Mm -hmm. different kettle of fish. Yep. Get it? Thank you very much. Great to be here. (laughs) Anyway. But that's that's not the case in, in Europe. What what is it? in Italy? They they still make fun of fat people. Oh, they do. Most everywhere countries else do. It's yeah, America do. that's like yep. got this. You know, we have to celebrate everyone kind of yeah. attitude. What was the one this morning, Mike? Somebody had a fit about something someone said, or we maybe you weren't on yet, but somebody made a comment about something that had nothing to do with anything, and a woman said, "Oh my God, you racist son of a bitch." And it had nothing to do with racism. <laughs> oh, people are, like, people are crazy, man. What happened? And I, I can see why you shouldn't make fun of someone that's overweight. I, it's, it is kind of a thing of bullying. It's like it was when we were kids in school. Well, you shouldn't make fun, but you should also not encourage. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's a good not, middle ground. I don't I think, think you should say, yeah, that's, you know, that's accept, make it, you shouldn't make it acceptable because it's terrible for your health. Yeah, well, that's what the about thing. Bob Newhart? What are you, you've got to be able to tell, remember the great line that, he played a psychiatrist, if you remember, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got this big... Uh, I watched dis- it all the time. Oh, I loved that show. He had the big discussion. Remember the very heavy w- woman that was yeah, in it? Yeah, of course. So they open up the discussion, the roundtable psychiatric discussion. Anyone have any announcements to make? Anything new? And she goes, yes, I do. I have an announcement to make. I'd like everyone on the panel to know that in the last week, I've lost two pounds. <laughs> And everybody's, oh, cheering. Well, as soon as they stop cheering, the prickish guy says, yeah, well, you still look like a Volkswagen. <laughs> I don't think you're saying that no, anymore. No, I don't think so. That's not going to be Bob, on TV Bob, anymore. Bob Newhart still And who was the character actor? So. He was in everything, yes, yeah. but the character actor who played, you know, the, the, the guy with the squeaky voice, the very nervous, anxious guy. You know what I'm talking about? Don Knotts? No, no this was, he was one, a member of the, of the support group. On oh, and he was oh, he was kind of oh, kind of I, bitter and angry. I knew who you were talking about. He was a great actor, and he was in everything. And he always played the same character, of course. But I, I, he's one of those character actors who you, you probably never know his name. I always watched because I had kind of crush on his wife, on Bob Newhart's wife. Whoever, what was her name? Uh, oh yeah, she. She was a good-looking lady. She Bob was Newhart's wife pretty. or the character? The, the character, okay. character, of course. Yeah. The character. Yeah. She was. She was pretty lady. Stunning. Well, remember his last show. Oh, yeah, he wakes up with her he in bed. He wakes up with her in bed. The last show <laughs> it was a different ever, show. It was a different, it was a different show. show. It was phenomenal. Yeah, she was a pretty good-looking lady. What the hell was her name again? She Emily? Was really... Suzanne Plachette? Suzanne yeah. Plachette. Oh, Suzanne Plachette. Oh, Gelfand just yeah, got a rod. She was a pretty lady. Well, she, you know, I, she, was, she yeah. was hot, but the thing that I never could connect with her because she, her voice was so much lower than mine. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. She's probably I, a smoker, Mike. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. She, uh, oh, yeah, she died of lung Definitely. cancer. She died of lung cancer, yeah. I believe, yeah. yeah. I think you're absolutely right. But, yeah, I don't think you're getting away with calling a woman a Volkswagen on TV uh, no. anymore. I don't think that's happening anymore. I don't know, though, because uh, what's his name? Gutfeld on Fox, the late show, the number one late show in America. He calls some people on The Views. I know he does. <laughs> cows and all He's one of those guys who, you know, might he talk about He's kind of getting away with it. I... I, I do not understand why anyone likes him. He's the most annoying little prick I have ever dealt with. He, he, he is, but he found his niche. Because he did find a niche. He found a niche, and he, he is by far the number one late night show. Oh, in by far, yeah, by far, it beats yeah. everyone combined. It does. Same well, something. He's yeah, because he's he's the guy who's left. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, well, everyone nothing. else is still. Well, actually, the, are the writers still on strike? Yes. So actually, yeah. no one's doing live shows. Nope. Yeah, I guess that's that's a big well, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Just, well, he was number one way before the strike. But he's not funny no, in the least, no, and, and everybody and, thinks he's hilarious. And, and I don't think the format of the show is very good. No. Um, I don't like that you always see people from the midsection up. Um, yeah. I like that's the Johnny true. Carson format, the David Letterman format, where you see the whole person. God, Johnny Carson was good. Oh, I watch I watch reruns on my I phone do too. all the time, man. I watched well, Johnny see, Carson. You can still all the time. Yeah, you can still Letter, get him. Actually, I watched yep. I watched some Letterman ones too. Letterman got away with a lot of crap. I never liked him either. I never liked him either, but his show got away with a lot of Did you ever have to deal with him in person? Because both of those guys, no. Gutfeld I've had to deal with once or twice and then Letterman only once. Really difficult to deal with. I mean, way over the top. I only talked to David Letterman through Barry's event. Barry's oh yeah, event? Barry's event. Yeah, sure. So Barry yeah. was the reason David Letterman even got on TV ever. That's what I heard. Well, now Barry tell us hired, that story. Well, Barry was. 
people who don't know Barry Zvant, he was a weatherman in Minnesota. Channel 5. He was all crazy. He would yep. jump up on screen and act all nuts. Yep. Well, he blew up, became really famous, went to New York. Then he got a job in L.A. and yep. blew up in L.A. Well, just... He went to Washington. Yeah, he went to yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. And blew... it didn't, didn't work there. No, it didn't, didn't work, work in Washington. That's he right. He blew up in L.A. big. I mean, he was hanging out with A-list celebrities mm -hmm. every day. and He was big. And uh, he was moving when he left New York. He hired David Letterman to do the weather. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. In Indianapolis? No, in New York City. Oh, was, but I mean, Letterman was in Indianapolis yeah, 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 at the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. He hired him to do the I weather yep. in New York City, and David became the weatherman in New York City, in a New York station. I don't know New York City, but a New York station. I think it was Channel 9, New York or something. Mm -hmm. He became the weatherman, and that was his television debut. So he built his career off that. So I had become close friends with Barry, and I was he had a... In his basement, he had all everything he ever did in his life and pictures on the wall. That's what I understood. One, yeah. one of those guys who has who has like hundreds of pictures of himself on the wall. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he I did. never did really understand no, that. I well, he either. he actually called it the wall shame. So it wasn't. Well, I did too. He wasn't a brag. It's a different wall, Mike. <laughs> so so one day, one day I had was at a low. I had got a deal with ABC. And Lisa Berger was head of development, and she, I was, they said, come back, you know, in, in January, and mm -hmm. I said, okay, and I'm waiting for their call, waiting for the call, and they don't call me, and I'm trying to call her, and it just keeps going, the voicemail, and then the voicemail was full. So I knew her cousin, Dean Gelber, who actually was the manager, Paulie Shore's producer for all right, Paulie Shore's movie, right. and managed the comedy store. So yeah. I called Dean and said, hey, what's up with your cousin? She goes, oh, she had a mental breakdown. She's in a mental hospital. <laughs> Really? I'm like, no, because she's the one who signed me. I'm like, no, don't, Whoops. don't tell me that. He's like, yeah, dude, she's goner. She just sits in a rocking chair and rocks. So I, Ooh. I called at the time the president of CBS, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's up with our deal, and what's up with Lisa? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We got a new head of development coming. You're gonna be fine. Uh oh. So I said, okay. So like a month goes by. They call me on a Friday night. Can you be here Monday morning? Well, from Minneapolis to L.A. flight, one day notice. It's expensive. Oh, yes. And I'm paying, oh, yeah. It's out of my pocket. They're not paying yep, it. Right. So I fly out there and Monday morning, and it's like 111 degrees in Burbank. And they send a town car for me, and the guy picks me up and goes, I'm sorry, but my air conditioner's broken. Oh, God. <laughs> As oh, I show up, God. just all sweaty. And I go in there. And not that I have anything against this type of person but the gayest most flamboyant black man comes out and says he's the new head of development and i knew right then that it wasn't going to happen you're screwed <laughs> it, no just, question about it just wasn't going to we weren't going to be a match and he's like you know it ain't nothing to do i love your show i just i don't want to do any of lisa's projects i want to take on my own that's exactly so, it so i had just came back and was crying in barry's lap about it and barry's like I'll help you out. I got, a, I got an idea. So he brings out this letter that David Letterman wrote him saying, I owe you everything that I've done in life professionally. If you ever need a favor, call me. And it's done. Well, that's good. So Barry calls David with me there. Mm -hmm. And David answers the phone. I'm like, holy crap, it's David Letterman. Mm -hmm. And he puts him on speaker. He talks, talking on the phone you know, and telling him about me. And then he puts him on speakerphone. And he said, hey, you know, can you, can you help Nick out? What's, you know? And so David said, yeah, I'll put you, to, put you with my segment producer. Segment producer calls me the very next day. Going to have me on. This is when I was really big in, in Minneapolis, the mayor of Minneapolis after dark. And mm -hmm. I was doing really, had a lot going on. Had three pages in the Star Tribune. So it was at the perfect time to have me on as a stupid guest, you know, something dumb. Mm -hmm. he, he did those goofy guests. You know, the lady yeah, who made yep. the pies and yep, all that stuff. Yep. So it was a perfect time to get me on there. Like two months <laughs> two months after they called me and scheduled me, the second producer calls me back and goes, David just declared his retirement. Oh, <laughs> He's God. leaving Good the timing. show. <laughs> He's leaving the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Catherine's calling me and i it's got to be important, yeah. so I'll be right back. Sure. I cannot ignore a call. No, from she the knows missus. you're in the show, so it has to be something important. So yeah, that was uh, that's my luck, Mike. <laughs> So you were uh, you were this close. I was that close. I you know I didn't know Zvan at all, but <laughs> he was um, a really nice man. But he called me one day, and uh, after the this was when we were doing when I was doing the morning show, uh, he called one day and he was he was working, he wasn't exactly at the peak of his profession. No, he, he was working as a PR guy for which casino was it? Do you remember? I don't. Well, it was one of the casinos in Minnesota. Oh, Mystic Lake. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Mystic Lake. No, no, no it wasn't. The, it was, but it was one of. It was, you know, there were only it was a couple. Only a couple others. Yeah. Yeah. So, at any rate, he calls me up and he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, you know, he said, I'm really, uh, boy, I just, I can't believe what you said about about our casino. He said, I, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do a retraction there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure we take all our advertising away because of what you said. And I said, um, oh, okay, well, um, what, what did I say? He said, well, uh, you know, he, and he kind of stammered, and I said, you didn't, you didn't hear it, did you? He said, well, no, but it, uh, someone told it to me. I said, I didn't say anything at all about your casino. I said, I wouldn't mind saying something about it, but I never said anything about it. And, and uh, so it got a little bit heated, and I basically called him some names and hung up on him. <laughs> so that was really about the, that was the main connection I ever had with him, but... You know, I, I could see where he was probably not at his happiest because he'd, oh, had he'd been so huge, you know. Well, he had serious health issues for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, his last, he was trying to do this, his last venture, he was trying to do these Polish joke T-shirts in Poland. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> I didn't get it, man. I just didn't get it. I'm like, Barry, I don't get it. Explain it to me. Yeah. And they were like American Polish Polak jokes on T-shirts that they were selling in Poland. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's going to work in Poland. <laughs> I don't think they're going to appreciate that. He really was never successful as an entrepreneur. No. 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 But, I mean, he's probably, he, he reached his peak at, at uh, KSTP yeah, when, yeah. when he was doing the weather there. In LA, yeah. And people, well, but, you know, well, when he was here, I mean, he was huge. Oh, no, he, he got his money in L.A. But he, you can get a lot bigger in some he, other His city, salary maybe. was huge. Yeah, well, that's amazing, yeah. yeah. He had a big salary. Because most of the, you know, like, I mean, I don't think the I weather. Mean, he was on Carson. He was on every show. Yeah. Every show. That's amazing. He, he, he blew up in L.A. That was when the days when his his brand was he was the peekaboo weatherman. Yeah, he was the, yeah. yeah. Pop his head up and do all crazy it's stuff. It's just amazing. Like, how far can you take that? Yeah, he took it all the way. <laughs> I guess he took it as far as he I could. I think he even made it in a couple movies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, I think he even made a couple movies. Bit parts. Yeah, so, bit parts, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. need a weatherman. Let's get Barry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, a, not a bad thing. No. So now, he, he died, right? He died a lot, like a year or two years ago. Okay, how old was he? Not that old. I didn't think he was that old. No, but Who are we talking about? Barry's event. Barry's event. How do you spell that? Z-E-V-A-N. Z-E-V-A-N. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a van. Let's see here. He was 82 when he died well, three it, years ago. Yeah, he wasn't that old. He wasn't that old. He was still... I, I was with him like a year before he died. He was yeah. totally normal. Yeah. I wonder if it says what. Everything what are you guys it about? Everything all right? Uh, she apparently left her purse with her car keys in my car. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> well, it is the not family, gonna, not family say, podcast. I'm not no, going yes. to say anything. Well, <laughs> I have to drive over and give them to her right after the show right. in 15 minutes. So, yeah, no. <laughs> One of those, I, I didn't see her. But the problem is I didn't see her purse in my car, so I don't know where the hell it would be. I don't know how and why, but my mother-in-law, Nancy's mom, she leaves her purse everywhere. <laughs> 
It's like a daily occurrence. Tracking them down, baby. A daily occurrence. See, this I left my purse. This is why you have to be more careful when you're writing uh, tributes to people who are dead. Yeah. So, Barry Zavan passed away at the age of 82. Hmm? He really? had an infectious, vivacious spirit filled with imagination. He did. See, I thought they were going to say he had an infectious yeah, bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> That's as soon as I heard yep. infectious. Oh, man, I don't need to know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you can't so Barry use the would word get excited infectious. About what you're, he would get excited about what you were doing. <laughs> you rarely see that, too, you know, in an obituary. He had, he had an infectious... Yeah, we would stop right there. <laughs> stop right please, there. Uh, yeah. please don't. No, I, matter of fact, at the end of his... Barry was very pissed off at me at the end of his life because he had written that book, The Barry's Van Story yeah. or whatever it was oh, called. Oh, sure, yeah. And I had him on uh, the morning show. I had him on the podcast, the whole thing. But uh, he wanted to come on again, and I didn't get right back to him. So he just he hated my guts after that. Well, what what you missed was I was telling the story about how he. Call, I don't know if you, you might remember this. Probably wouldn't. But he called me one day a, after the show, and he said, "You know, he said everybody around here is really pissed at you." This was when he was doing PR for a casino. Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't Mystic Lake. It was. One of the other two big ones. Okay. And it's probably Treasure Island, but I don't really remember. Right, I don't remember either. And, and so and he called me up, and he, he just talked about how pissed he was about the horrible things I said about them. And about I, who? Ab- about about his casino, the casino we worked for. You never did that. No, of course not. I can not. remember. I don't not. remember him using that. So eventually that. it became clear to me that he hadn't. He had no idea what I said, but someone, you know how that works. Oh, yes, I do. We know how it works. I know just how that works. We all know how it works. So I wound up calling him a son of a bitch and hung up. Good. Well, in that particular case, he was a son of a bitch because he had no idea what the hell he was talking about. You know how I actually met, I met Barry. I met Barry through a friend of mine, Sam Cosa, but then uh, Twin Cities Live called me one day, said, hey, we want to do a story on you. And I'm like, okay. So they did this really high-end, very edited Drone shots. This is back you know, oh, 12 years man. ago. Oh, wow. This was a big deal. And it, big was, it was like a 20 minute piece, right? Yeah. But never aired. So, uh oh. So, what? So, so, Somebody yanked it. Yeah, someone yanked it. A hater went to the show and said, don't, put, don't, do, don't do anything on that guy. So, ba- so Barry, in, in passing, Barry said to me, hey, I heard you have a piece. Uh, they're doing a story on you on Twin Cities Live. I said, yeah, but it never came out. And uh, that was mo- they shot it months ago. He goes, give me one second. And he called like whoever runs that whole pro- show. It's mm-hmm. an older one. I forget her name. And uh, he like reamed her. And that thing aired like two days later. <laughs> so that was a woman at, at KSTP? A woman who did Twin Cities Live. I don't know if she was at KSTP or she. Isn't that a, twin, a KSTP it, it show? Is, yeah. It is, but it, I, don't know wh- I don't know which one she worked for. Who he called. I don't know who he called. I know it was an, an oh, okay. older woman at the time. She's God, probably retired by now. This don't was, remember. This was 12 years ago. But uh, he, whoever he called, that thing aired two days later. <laughs> God, Barry. So. Yeah, that was Ron Majors. God, how was the, who was the uh, sports guy? It was Ron Majors, Barry Zavan, and who did sports? Was that the, uh, the celebrated uh, Tom Ryder? Oh, I bet it was. I bet you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I did remember I did the intro for that news for about 30 years. And you know that was kind of the golden age of the news. It was of yeah. the news in America. Great. Those people made it to the top, and, and no, it was a great show. I now mean, their shelf life's nothing. Do you think there's a better television news market in the United States outside of Chicago and Minneapolis? If if you if probably the only other ones is L.A. You think L.A. is good? Yeah. I think people that get on the, the shows in L.A. get a career. Well, Paul Majors ended up out there, I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Chicago and Minneapolis. But Minneapolis now, they throw people to the curb, man. Oh, I know they, they do. They have no, a very short shelf now. life here. It's over now. Well, well, the thing about Minneapolis is the thing most people don't know about television news is that those reporters make nothing. They make nothing. No, That's they make very nothing. They, are, they take the job for one reason. And that is so because they have dreams of going to the network. Yes. I have to say, though, I did every, at, at, at one point or another, I did every morning show, news show in, in Minnesota. And they are some of the nicest people I've ever worked Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Diana, no Diana Pierce, total sweetheart. Oh, Diana Pierce is a great person. Total sweetheart. She's man. very nice. She's had me on her show so many times. Even called just, herself another name on the air once, remember? 
She apparently was late getting to the set. I was told. I don't know if that's true. Get late getting to the set. And she sat down. She went right on the air. Literally, she sat down and they were on the air. And she said, good evening. I am Diana Piss. And she mispronounced her own name. I know. I didn't heard that. But. Well, you know, she was reading from the teleprompter. Yeah, exactly. But she's, she was always a sweetheart to me. Very nice And person. everyone on WCCO was always super nice to me. Except for Don Shelby. He's horrible. Oh, God, yeah. Shelby. Damn Shelby. <laughs> they were, WCCO would have me on all the time. Yeah, I could see that. They were nice people. Well, everyone. you know, pe- people But they're all age. gone. They throw they 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 kick people to the curb quick anymore. Well, they you only do, have yeah. like a two year shelf life anymore. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the people just go on to do better things is is part of it, you know. But yeah. but hey, you people our age, we grew up with Dave Moore, the best of all time, best of all time. He was, and then came Ryder, who was uh, not very good. Well, that's true. And uh, no, I always have to say something. I know about you, Ryder. Do. I know. <laughs> You remember the remote I did that one yes, time? Yeah, I do yeah, remember. I you did. can tell the people if you'd like. Well, maybe some other time. It, it, <laughs> maybe it, some it, other time. It makes time. me look a little bit vindictive. Not you. No. Well, Jamie Yukas from WCCO, she's Los oh, Angeles Yucas, now. Yeah. Yeah. She's Los Angeles now. Oh, is she? Yeah, CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. She's, well, she was World News, not anymore. Now she's local in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, well, they, they, yeah, they shuffle them around, too. Yeah, and then uh, Tony Fly was on WCCO. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And no, no, he, was, uh, he is now, I think. Or no, he's on he's Jack on FM or no, one he's of those. No, he's on Sirius in L.A. Who, Tony Fly? Oh, you yeah. know what? I was thinking of somebody different. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're, Tony Fly. Yeah, he, he, was on w, he was on Fox 9. Yeah, right. On the fly. On the fly, And yeah. who was the weather guy in L.A. Who, who was a disc jockey at KQ? The one that got in the fist fight with Mike Oberg. Uh, is, oh, is that right? Exactly. I didn't even Garth, know about that. Garth Kemp. Garth, yeah. yeah Garth can't be as a weather guy. In- yeah, he's doing really well, right? Or at least I he guess, was. Yeah. I guess. I guess he is. Yeah, I always liked him. He, oh, he good guy. Got, well, he was weird. Is that there people that Minnesotans don't really realize this, but there's a thing between Minnesota and Los Angeles. A lot of people, yeah, go back oh, yeah. a lot, like more than people that live, that are from Minnesota realize. We were offered a job there when I was at KQRS. They, they like people from Minnesota. They do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was offered a job at KLOS as a matter of doing the morning show yeah. at KLOS, and I said I don't want to live here. And, Thank and you. a lot of people from LA end up here, like uh, Remy Maxwell, who's on on uh, Jack FM. He's on Jack he FM. He kind of yep. runs Jack FM, I think now. I think you're right. Yeah. And he was KNAC Los Angeles. Hmm. Which was always my favorite station. Every hmm. rocker in the '80s, that was your favorite station because right. it was the only station that would play a band like Guns N' Roses or any of those bands. Yeah, Metallica. Well, that's what go. they played. Yep. No one else would touch it. People, people forget that in the '80s you couldn't hear hard rock bands on radio. No, that's true. <laughs> they yeah, didn't right. play them. It they didn't, didn't exist. Metallica made it with no airplay. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Zero. No. Yeah. Well, what what I started to say was, so we kind of transitioned. From Dave Moore to Majors. Yes. And two yep. brilliant, I mean, Dave Moore, you're, like you say, he is the best ever. But we knew of him. all time. And we knew what a great guy he was. Too. Yeah, wonderful man. Yeah, but Majors is right up at the top, too. So. You know, it's one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. Thanks for bringing that up. What? <laughs> Last time I ever saw Dave Moore, just before he passed away, because Dave and I always got along really, really well. Just a great guy. And he sits down and he said, Tom, you know, I'm. I'm probably not going to be around much longer. I just, you know, I have days I don't feel that great or whatever. But you know how wonderful it is to have known a legend like you. And I said, you're <laughs> Dave Moore, for Christ's sake. What are you talking about? How old was he? Uh, he was in his mid-80s, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. How old was he when he died, Andy? Dave Moore, M-O-O-R-E, Minneapolis. Uh, let's Heavy smoker. See. Yeah, he was. And, uh, and then when he wasn't smoking, he 74. was inhaling secondhand smoke. He was only 74 when he died? Yeah. yeah. Wow. 1998, he died 25 years ago. 25 years ago. So. Years ago. Oh, God. I tell you what, that generation smoked. I did. Oh, yeah. Sure did. A couple packs a day. Sure did. I did a spot with him. Not and it wasn't too long before he died, and um, he he played he played like an a, an old guy in the spot. Yeah. So we were doing the spot, and he in the middle of, in the middle of one of his lines he coughed, and Uh-oh. and uh, so afterwards I said, oh god, that cough was brilliant, David. Just whoops. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> Mike, that uh, that was not acting. It was not intentional. No, I didn't realize how. How bad it was. he had that emphysema. Yeah. Probably he had lung cancer. Yeah, emphysema for sure. I yeah. can't believe he was only 74 when he died. I know. It's just, 
he did. He seemed older, that's for sure. Small but he was. Oh, he definitely did. Such a great guy. Dave Moore was one of the nicest guys ever born, and brilliant. Oh yeah. I mean, very, very smart. He was a damn good actor. People don't realize what a great actor oh, Dave yeah. Moore was. And so humble, of course. And very humble. Yeah. yeah. Somebody throwing a bowling ball against the wall? Oh, no, they're working <laughs> on something over there. There's they're this whole thing. Oh, well, this floor is pretty much empty now. I saw that. It you know, is. I know. I, I had the pleasure of seeing Dave Moore pitching, and we were playing softball. Oh, yeah, softball, baby. And it was like 11 a.m. on a Sunday. And he didn't look at it like he was, was he a little hung, hung over maybe just a little you know the voice was a little yeah. more gravelly than usual and i remember he said i gotta warm this soup ball this soup bone up before i pitch yeah there you <laughs> go i tell you i don't miss hangovers man no i don't either no. i don't miss I don't that either. crap at all dave was somebody peter moore was his son right yeah and mm-hmm. i i've never talked i tried i reached out to peter a couple of times and i never heard back from him but uh did you know him at all his son? I came across him a few I never times. Did. But that was about it. I know. The one time coming up, remember uh, Coca Let's Own? Used to be right over here. Sure, oh yeah. Where Good Day Cafe is yes, now. Yes, right. I was walking in, and Dave Moore and his wife were walking out. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh, Dave. And Dave goes, Oh, Tom, how you doing? And his wife comes out and <laughs> separates us and says, Would you leave him alone? I'm just laughing because I realized, I, yeah, I did a big long piece on Dave. Oh, you uh, did? For the Tribune. Yeah, and um, I spent a lot of time doing it, and uh, so finally one day I said, um, "You know, Dave has been great. I'm just about done here with the reporting, um, but um, I'm just wondering if I could, you know, just briefly come over to your place, maybe talk to your wife a little bit." He said, "Like, not a chance. Not a chance, man. <laughs> you know, she was going to put up with none of that oh, BS. No. No. She did not, not go chance. with that stuff at all. No, she man. was kind of protective." She was very protective yeah. of him. I mean, she literally shoved me in the chest. Get away from I him. I can believe that, yeah. She did. And it was yeah. probably a hard shove. Oh, too. it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she did not want me talking to Dave Moore. No. no about I'm it. sure she didn't want me talking to him either. And he looked at me like, sorry, Tom. It's, yeah. my, it's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss him, though. I miss him a lot because he was, what a supreme talent. Yeah. And that but, generation was a different generation. It was. Different totally different. Totally different situation yeah. back then. Well, now we have nobody, nobody's ever happy anymore. It's going to be a bitch to come back from that. People better get happy, man. I agree. This is it. People don't understand. This is it. I know. I don't know. I feel very comfortable in this environment. Yeah, that anger. Well, no. You look like a good guy comparatively. (laughs) Just, you know. Think about it. I mean, I was never that happy. Let's put it that way. No, really? I've only known you for 40 years. I mean, I'm fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. What, what, What do you consider happy? Uh, happy is for me. Happy would be not depressed. Yeah, that's okay, well, probably about right. Is happy no not wanting anything? The is Buddhist that, way. No, happy is it's not about wanting, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. It's about mood. It's the lack of sadness. Basically, it's the lack of sadness. Yeah. That's exactly it. Neutrality yeah. is happiness for a lot of people. But but the thing is, if you've never been depressed, so you, you, have, you have, have no idea what I'm talking. about. I, I I don't I don't I've never been depressed, but I know people right. who have clinical depression, mm-hmm. and I know that they can't get out of it. Well, you know, most can. I will say that, uh, but they will have relapses. It's just like any disease; yeah. you will have relapses. In in my case, you know, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not what you'd call happy, but I'm not unhappy. I'm right. very level. Mm-hmm. And five it, out of ten. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, five out of ten. That's it. See, Andy seems to know about it's this. Really hard to believe. I, I'm insatiable. I but, can never get enough. But the problem is, the problem is, you know, I take my antidepressants a very small dose. It's not a therapeutic dose, but I take it just you know to help me stay where I am. But the fact, but the problem is. I can be five, I can be right right there, right in the middle. But if something horrible happens, I have no protection against mm-hmm. that. And I have some, a lot of, you know, there have been some pretty horrible things. So, you know, that's, that's and then I'm going to lose another three years. Yeah. Just like I did during the morning show. I, I understand. You know, but, but. How about if you were on the road all the time? Yeah, yeah. Would that, would that be different? No. You'd still have depression. I would hate that. So Actually, much, it would be. It would make it worse because really? because See, I love it. when you suffer from depression, um, you you really become very dependent on 
on a on a very stable routine. predictive mm-hmm. routine routine life. Yeah. I don't know. I think so, Andy. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I like being in a different city every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't live like that. No. Right, I go have to jump off a bridge. No, so. but I mean the thing is, it's it's cool now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. so make the best of it now. Well, I mean, we're talking about people from ages past. I mean, there's a reason they all drank and smoked themselves to death. Well, right, that's true. I don't think right. happy people need to smoke three packs a day. And there's there is some people that do it out of out of insecurity, mm-hmm. not depression. That's true, yeah. There is people that are just in Well, people, really they smoke for because yeah. they're addicted. They smoke because they want to lose weight. There's all sorts of bad reasons to yeah. smoke. And drink and do drugs. And, and people yeah. people drink or do drugs in a lot of cases. It's a to, it's just a strictly a, a chemical yeah. thing. It's in the DNA. Well, absolutely. I got so many heroin addicts in my family tree right. because, you know, you go back. I mean, they, they didn't have antidepressants. But we, we're talking no. about for these people thing. like this died 10 years ago from smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Think about what this generation is going to talk about in 20 years of all yeah. their friends who died yep. of met- fentanyl, fentanyl and, yeah, all and, that, sort and of all that stuff. So Yeah, well, 100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a few yeah. people. Yeah, give it 50 years and yeah, you got 5 million right there. All right, that's going to do it for today, but we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.